Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drogheda and Dundalk. The March sales event is now on, offering low APR finance and deposit contribution across the 191 Renault range. Offer ends March 30th, so call into Blackstone Motors, Drogheda or Dundalk today to see how affordable buying a new Renault is. When time began to rant and rage, the measure of her flying feet made Ireland's heart begin to beat and time bade all his candles flare to light a measure here and there. Those are the words of W.B. Yeats, one of our greatest ever poets, from the poem To Ireland in the Coming Times. And that little verse formed part of a scroll that was sent to every house in the year 2000, ahead of the Millennium Night uh, on the eve, uh, with a candle. And on the bottom of, it, of this scroll here that I'm holding, it says, presented by the National Millennium Committee to be signed by those present who witnessed this millennium milestone together. And I'm holding a beautiful scroll because this is one with lots of names on it. And I'm delighted to welcome back to Late Lunch today, one of the great campaigners for Close the Gate in Drogheda, Lawrence Gate. And boy, God, had they a big victory there. Mary Lawless is back with me on the show. Mary, good to see you again. How are you, Jerry? How's things? I'll hand you back the scroll. Well, let me explain to listeners where this has come from. We started with the Millennium Trees, Mary, last week. Every household in Ireland for the Millennium was given a certificate that they owned a tree in a wood. Now, from from that, you started to follow this. You never got that certificate. No. No, no definitely never got that because I'd have kept it. You're meticulous about these yes. things, are you? Yeah. I'm but very... you got the candle. Yeah, the candle, no problem. And I know a good few of, that still have their candles, but they said they didn't get that certificate either. No, there you go. This is a little anomaly. It's back mm-hmm. a few years, 19 years now at this stage. But we take your word and we take everybody's word that didn't get them as well. So look... Um, you heard about the tree thing then we, we mentioned somebody messages and said did you realise there were candles sent out for the millennium as well and Mary you have your candle and you brought it here today I have to say it's immaculate you never lit the candle no no I didn't because I was afraid if I, if I took the plastic off then the plastic was gone and the millennium is on the plastic so I didn't want to lose that so that was all parts so of it I had to stay like that and you have it treasured kept carefully ever yeah. since now here's the thing We've seen other people with the candles, but the scroll that I've just read the little verse from is blank in most cases. But you did what you're supposed supposed to to do. do. Tell them how many people were in your house on the eve of the year 2000. I had 31 people in the house. The house was just full (laughs) to the brim. I was catering all day for family and friends coming. 
and the house was full until about two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and like, you you don't live in a mansion. I, you don't, I hope you don't mind me saying yeah. that. It's an ordinary, is it yeah. semi-D or terraced house it's you live a t- in? It's a terraced house, but I have a big kitchen. i done a big kitchen and the extension yes. at the back. So most was in the back. Now granted the kids, because there was kids, they were upstairs running around. Yeah. Keeping really out of our way. But, but there was plenty of music. Friends came in and played a guitar and there was... Great excitement because mm. it was torn into the millennium. Mm. You remember that night well. Yeah, you have I do. great memories of yeah, it. Yeah. So thirty one people yeah. in your house signed. Now there's children's names on it that you signed yeah, for yeah. them. Were they your own children? No, no, they were my partner's sister's children. Okay, they were, they were small. five and two. Ah, right. And they had come from Canada. Oh my word. So we had Canadians. We had five Canadians, four Canadians, sorry, four Canadians. We had three Dutch we had three English, and then we had the rest was all from Drada itself. Wasn't that an international gathering mm-hmm. under your roof for the millennium? Yeah. And all there who could sign did sign, sign that scroll. And yeah. I see all the names on it. And you can look at Mary. We've taken a picture of the scroll. You can see it on our social media uh, and have, have a look at it. Can I ask you this? And it probably is a little touching and poignant to you. Of the 31 who signed, are any passed on at this stage? Mike's mother died six years ago. And who's Mike? My partner. Okay, his mum died. His mum died. And she was there. Yeah, she was there. Yeah, she had come from England. All right, for the night. Yeah, for the night. Now, after that, a few years after that, then she went to live in Canada with Mike's sister, but she came. What was her name? Mary Crabtree. We remember Mary Crabtree today, so her name is on that scroll. And who was the other that passed? It was a cousin of theirs, Orla. She came as well for a visit. Oh, my God. And she's gone as well she's at this stage. She's gone as well, yeah. Just shows you with the passing of time, yeah. the way, you know, people go through this life and yeah. live their lifespan and then they're gone. But everyone else, that leaves 29 yeah. people hale and hearty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still. Still all there. And what are your children? Did you show this to your children? Because they were small enough at the time, or young enough yeah. at the time. Well, Elaine was 16 and she had her friend Rachel, so okay. they were well able to sign it. Right, OK, yeah. Sure, they knew what it was yeah. about at 16 and years of age. weren't impressed that night that they couldn't have a drink, but they were still only 16, no drinking. Good woman, Mary. No so messing with you. No no. no, no, no. And her, Rachel has gone on to live somewhere else and they don't see one another, but Elaine was still... The memory of Rachel being in our home is still on this piece of paper. Yes, yes. It was a, a momentous time, just mm-hmm. reflecting on the turn of it, because everyone thought the world was going to end and stop, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, we really did think it was something was going to happen that night. Everybody was petrified that night. Are we going to get up? Will there be a morning? Will there be a morning? And Thank God there was still a morning. There was, you know, the millennium bug. Do you remember yeah. the, the fear about that, that oh, computers was, would, would stop? stop? Yeah, that was, no, that was... Planes would fall out of the, the sky. sky. They were frightening that? the life out of us. It was the end of the world at the turn of the year. <laughs> and here we are, 19 bloody years, years later, on. and there's no sign yeah. at the end of it. I, I, I don't know whether there ever will be. Mm. Obviously, this is a very special document now to you, isn't it, in, yeah, in your family? Yeah, yeah. Mm. it is very special. Because mum and dad are still here, but yeah. and their names are still on it. Mm. So, very special to us all. Yeah. Just. Do you take it out? You know, I know this prompted us talking about it and it was flown along there on social media last night. Do you take it out from time to time or is it something... I actually haven't taken it out for about two or three years because it's in the press that I don't have to take out much often. So when I take it out, I would 
take it out and have a look yeah. at it. Anyone else get their Millennium candle out and have a look at it uh, today for us? Or have you recently? Have you got it? Do you remember getting it? Have you anything to say about the Millennium candle? I'd love to think, can anyone be 31 signatures on the little scroll that Mary Lawless has? If you've anything to say about this, we'd love to hear from you. WhatsApp 086-1800-658 or text us on the same number 086-1800-658. You can call in on 1850-715-958 or post across social media. Um, Hi, Jerry. Will you tell Mary to get in touch again? Uh, We need to meet uh, at the Mad Mary movie. And we've lost touch uh, over the last while, and that comes in from Susan. Oh, you might know a Susan, do you? Well, Susan is in the Mad Mary yeah, film. With well, me. there you are. <laughs> there you are. Were you in that? Yes. <laughs> a date yes. with Mad Mary. Yes, the I movie. Was. Yes, I was. Yeah. What part did you play? I didn't have. A, I was an extra, but I still was in it in eight different scenes. Were you? As Susan <laughs> will tell you the. She was, Toshi was in it, but it wasn't her, it was her scarf around my neck (laughs) to put a bit of colour on me because I'm always in black. (laughs) So in a way, Susan was indirectly there to her scarf. Yeah, yeah. that was a really brilliant week of filming for that film. And that movie did so well. Shana Kerslake, was it, was the the star of of the... How did you get the walker? <laughs> I'm going off the candle here, but I'm curious now. How did you get the part of the walk-in? Oh, Jerry, my email is Mad Mary. My Twitter handle is Mad Mary. Everything is mad about me. My, and I seen Advertise, and when I seen Mad Mary, I went, oh, here, I'm going to apply for that. I sent it off, and they said, yeah, come along, be an extra. And I ended up having been in seven different scenes on, for a full week of filming. <laughs> So the real Mad Mary, no, I'm not, I'm, I don't mean that, <laughs> was in the movie a day. <laughs> Mad Mary. Yeah. <laughs> a great story. Oh, Jerry. This Mad Mary gets You have about. a colourful life, haven't you? Oh, You've Jerry. always had. I'm, I do a lot of tweeting now. Hmm. I don't know whether you know. Yes, I do yes. a lot of tweeting for hashtag Loucher, putting a prompt in there. I see you. And even Gavin Duffy wouldn't, didn't recognise my face there at the flower, but when I said Mad Mary, went, oh, Mary, you knew me straight away as soon as I said Mad Mary. <laughs> so your social media persona and Twitter in particular yeah. is well known. And yeah. then when people say, it's you, actually, they meet you in yeah, person yeah, then and understand. Yeah. And you don't look like your profile photo. <laughs> That's another one. <laughs> Mary, who does? We yeah. loved it. <laughs> it reminds me of the politicians of the elections coming up. You know the way they put the pictures up when there yeah. were young ones and young flits yeah. and you meet them today and you say, is that you that's on the poster there on the poll sure it's just a thing you know well the one on mine is is in September but if you take it up high yeah. with your phone it you don't have as many wrinkles <laughs> and bags so you, you well, look you give younger you me a great tip there I'm going to do that straight <laughs> after the show and change everything that I have out there at the moment <laughs> tell me this just as an aside to the tree which you said you didn't get yeah. the tree the yeah. certificate uh, you got the candle of course and this is yeah. just fab to, to see it today and, and see that scroll signed by all those people Going back a little before that, do you remember the Joe Jacob tablets? The tablets, the iodine tablets? Yeah, and I I know if I go dragging the top of my wardrobe, they'll be somewhere. Did you get those? Yes, I got them. Now, they were scary. They were really scary to come in the post because that was really putting the, <laughs> that something was going to happen. <laughs> well, I have to say, uh, that's another one. Have you got the Joe Jacob tablets? Anyone still got the Joe Jacob tablets out there? 
I'm like you. I got them as well, but damned if I can put my hand, hand on, on them, them at yeah, the minute. because they were so small. And I'm just reminding people, what happened was, Joe Jacob was a junior minister in the government, I believe, at the time. And um, Sellafield yeah. was in the news yeah. big time. And there was worry if anything happened over there and a nuclear explosion, what would we do? Because we're only a, f- a, stone's, a stone's throw, throw away, away from it. it and yeah. if the w- prevailing winds. So Joe or the government got the great idea of posting out iodine tablets to every house so if things went boom you swallowed a couple of tablets so there wouldn't be a bother (laughs) my backside are you joking me iodine tablets to protect against a nuclear explosion but somebody got this daft idea and every house got them and I think Louise was saying to me there was a problem actually when we got them with the date on them or something as well <laughs> they were nearly out of date uh, they were nearly expired yeah uh, <laughs> by the time, time we, got, <laughs> we, we got could only be Ireland couldn't yeah. it <laughs> could only be Ireland and poor Joe Jacob it's the one thing he will always no matter what he did in his life good bad or indifferent it's the only thing he'll ever be remembered for posting out those tablets I'd say those people have them stuffed in drawers yeah. and cabinets yeah. and cups and everything still and the last time I looked at them I remember going oh well that didn't happen <laughs> <laughs> hold on to them just in case I'm only joking if that happens you may forget about tablets or anything anyone got the Joe Jacob tablets quick anyone got them anyone still have a route around there have you got the Joe Jacob tablets if you have give us a shout on the usual numbers call in or send us a text or a whatsapp 086 658 whatsapp or text you can call in 1857 Mary you're a colourful woman a colourful character you've been involved in a lot in your lifetime you are drawn born and reared yes yes I am yeah I'm originally from Sunday's Gate are you yep yeah, it was an historic part of the town there as well, wasn't I, it? Because uh, we had a gate. Yes. And because I like saving gates. Yes, of course. Oh, that's where the Lawrence, I see, yeah, the yeah. Lawrence gate thing came from as well. Yeah. But you're involved in a lot as well, aren't you? You mentioned loud chat and yeah, that as well. I, I helped Maury Maud with her loud chat account yes. for to support local businesses in mm, this town, mm. which we... Putting it out there, we all need to support local folks. Yeah, absolutely, in every sense of the world. No matter where you're listening, in what town yeah. or village in the northeast today, yeah. support your local because yeah. this online thing is great. We're but losing our shops. If we don't support our local businesses and that, we are in big trouble right across. And not just shopping, it's being social. It's getting out and meeting people and it's being mm. social. Shopping online and not being social. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, it's something very important to do. So anyway, you have... <laughs> the candle. She wants her tree cert, folks. She wants her tree cert, so she does. She wants her tree cert and needs uh, to get that. Is there any chance I wonder they could send that out to anyone who hasn't got it? I don't think so yeah. at this stage. I think that's all gone. We spoke about it for sure the other day. Anyway, you have the candle, you have the tablets. Two out of three ain't bad, Mary. Any <laughs> 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 other song? <laughs> <laughs> you've, you've done well. Anyway, thank you for joining me on Late Lunch thank today. You. And bringing your candle and your lovely wee scroll in as well. It's brought back memories to you and I'm sure mm. to an awful lot of people as well. So there we have it. The trees, the candles and the tablets. Anything else we got from the government that we're forgetting? If there is, let us know. Anyway, Mary, for the moment, thank you so much thank indeed. You. Iodine tablets, Louise, you have an update for me. Oh, we have. We found something, according to reports online, 
They have all expired since 2005, so <laughs> they're probably useless years. to take anyway, but don't take it now. 14 and, years out of date, yeah. And according to a statement from the Radiological Protection Institute of Ireland, yeah. uh, they carried out a detailed analysis of different accident scenarios and concluded that, even in a worst-case scenario, the use of iodine tablets would not be justified in Ireland. <laughs> Doesn't so it just so We won't up. get them again. This country of ours, even though it's a few years ago, oh my God, when you think of... It caused uh, panic. It did. Really did, didn't it? Did it did at the time. It did at the time. And people thought that these would work the oracle. Are you joking me? Anyway, if you have them, if you happen to have them, I'm sure most people don't at this stage so long ago, dump them out, they're useless. Or maybe keep them for posterity to remind you of the folly of yet an Irish government. Now, lots of comment as well about the Millennium Candles. Everybody remembers the candles, don't they? Yeah, it seems um, so. We have Catherine text us in and she said, very funny, she says, yes, I delivered them. I was sick looking at the stupid things <laughs> by the end. <laughs> Good woman, Catherine. Fiona says, yes, still have it in the container with the name of everyone who is in the house for the new year. Brilliant. Well done she to you, Fiona. Uh, Olive, yes, still have mine signed by myself, my mum and dad. Daddy's ah. not, sadly not with us, but this is amazing to have. Isn't it? And I would, that's, you heard that with Mary as well. Two people gone from her, 31 as well. And again, Kate is here, still got mine, lit, uh, uh, lit at midnight on the Millennium and put it out then. And I've got my late father's as well. Uh, Sarah says it's in a lantern in her porch. Aye. Yeah, and Mary uh, still lights it every New Year's. There you go, even from the year 2000. Give it a little light to keep the light burning from that time. There's very little left. Yeah, well, at this stage. Well, maybe she lights it for a time and maybe it's, it's symbolic, left. isn't it? A link back with that millennium night mm. in 31st of December 1999, yeah. And it was a nice candle. Yeah. Um, and Marie uh, says she still has it and it's signed by herself and uh, some family members and she says we did light, light it and she's keeping it to pass on to the next generation. I think that's lovely. They're beautiful. They are beautiful, I have to say. It really is uh, nice that you still have it and you hold on to it and that so many of you treasure it as well. And there's loads and loads of others yeah, coming yeah, in still They have go it. on and on and on they go. But uh, there you have it. The Millennium Candle, when we would start it, as I said, I'll remind you again about trees last week and here we came into the candle scenario and the tablets. And, and actually, Peter was uh, saying to me, uh, today here uh, that he remembers in Dublin uh, for the Dublin millennium it was in the 80s he, 88 wasn't it yeah there was a coin issued I think it was a 50p coin specially for the Dublin millennium and he said his mum has a milk bottle that was issued a special milk bottle he said there was colours in it as that. far as he knows green and red red I think he said maybe orange or yellow a special milk bottle issued for the Dublin millennium in the 80s as well so just just another little aside to commemorating very important uh, dates in, in our living history as well. Anyone remember the Dublin Millennium and that type of stuff? If you do, you know what to do. Up next on Late Lunch, we hear a good news story. There was history and trees under threat near Atlumney Castle in Navin. But the day has been saved. Stay with us. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drada and Dundalk. The March sales event is now on, offering no deposit and low APR finance across the Dacia range. Offer ends March 30th, so call into Blackstone Motors, Drada or Dundalk today to see how affordable buying a new Dacia is. Marie has been on to say, Jerry, like all medicines, tablets should be brought to a pharmacy for disposal. And that is true. If you have tablets, you should take them back there and they'll deal with them in case they'd fall into the wrong hands. And I do understand that indeed. 
but 14 years out of date the iodine tablets they wouldn't do you much good either uh, another texture onto us to say in wildlife matters Jerry I thought it was late for cutting hedges it's no wonder board, birds are getting scarce and the bees are going to be gone soon it's a sad world isn't it we're just checking that out for you on the hedge cutting times and uh, I'll talk about that in a wee while on the show but first off a good news story if you're into your history and preservation. There were plans uh, near at Lumney Castle uh, to fell 22 trees and demolish and relocate 300 metres of, stone, stone, of old stone walls near to the castle itself. There are obviously a lot of history in it. And uh, this story first broke late last year, December. Claire Ryan, uh, archaeologist, is on the line to bring us up to date with some news. Afternoon, Claire. Afternoon, Jerry. How are you? Well, there's a pep in your step or your voice, may I say, today. What's the news on this? The proposal to de- demolish the wall, demolish uh, and relocate the wall and fell the trees. Is it going to happen? Well, uh, the good news, Jerry, is that it's actually not going to happen now. The, um, the proposed cycle lane that was going from the Trimrose and Avon to just past that Lumley Castle, uh, the section in question, or the contentious section, was from the entrance to Loretta School to past the castle. So that area is now safe. So um, we won't see the felling of the 22 trees or the knocking of the old historic walls. So it's really good news, Jerry. It's fantastic. What gets into people that they make these harebrained proposals anyway in the first case? Where was this coming from? Was this just to aid the cycleway? Um, I think it's part of the um, smarter transportation systems that um, a certain kind of try and put into areas with probably good intentions because yeah. it is, you know, it is a part of a healthier lifestyle maybe if people cycle. But um, the the actual, you know, what would have to go to favour the cycle lane would um, really destroy a part of the heritage of the area. Um, so, mm. you know, logic, logic uh, I suppose, at the end of the day, logic uh, persevered. But yeah, I think it's just people sit down and, you know, they, they discuss these things with two different plans. Uh, and maybe it's not a process that's followed through um, correctly in the sense that, you know, there are historic areas there that do need preservation. And of course then, if you're going to cut down a healthy tree, especially in today's climate, where so many young people are protesting uh, about climate change, we've seen this in Avondale recently on the square, yep. hundreds of school children came out protesting for, to say basically that it's our, um, it's our future, our heritage, um, you know, and why has this generation got the right to, to that and just what would be happening if they found those beautiful old trees. So mm. I'm slightly, slightly skewed in my view, Jerry. Yeah, no, no, and, and listen, <laughs> you, and, and you're passionate about this and you believe in it and you are certainly in, in, entitled to that. And, and I go along with you, like the, the felling of mature yeah. trees. I've seen it in places people acquire uh, areas and they just go in, disregard okay. everything and take the blooming trees out of it, which is shocking. And, and this it's is happening a lot lately. Yes, yes, yes. And they yeah. think they have a right and they don't have a right. You know what they I mean? Those have trees right. have rights have and the people right. who yeah. put them there hundreds of years ago had vision as well for the future. Vision and it's as well. And the old walls, Jerry, they're like a manuscript yes. to the past, to the history of the area. I mean, apart from anything else, the amount of labour that our ancestors had to put in to get those uh, walls in place, to build them, to construct the areas, you know, to develop what they've seen as their society and that. Like, it's all a part of our history and it's really important that areas are not dismissed um, for a proposal like a cycling. So it's a modern um, concept. You know, yes. it's not... It's not a part of anything that's, in my opinion, that's hugely essential in certain areas. Yes, mm. it's nice to see the cycle in, but yeah, let, let's just keep an eye on our history as well at the same time. How important was Pierce Brosnan's support? Because he spent his childhood in that area there, and he came out big time against this proposal. Yeah, absolutely. 
here, um, probably everyone knows, enough of us know anyway, is um, a, a big environmentalist as well. He was representing his community quite recently. Jenny, um, he went over the representation because they had the first stars over there. Yeah. A lot of where he lives in California and that, a lot of those areas um, are far. They're trying to rebuild a lot of their community. So he's, he's big into the environment and you know, he's big into, of course, um, passing on this multi-generational um, you know, heritage and you know, a good, clean environment for our generation and the next generation. So he's big into that. So this was a part of his, his own heritage, if you like. Mm. So when he was here in, I think it was 2016, um, with, his, with his wife, uh, Keely, they were out in Athlone and standing looking at the old walls and trees and looking at his grandfather's house out there. And he, he posted on Instagram about how important this area was to, to his childhood and where he grew up. Um, so it's hugely important. And he came aboard straight away and uh, supported the campaign. Um, his cousin in Drahali was, was a huge um, you know, uh, contact there as well for us. He, he made sure. Yeah. That, um, yeah, so important and, and ha- to have his weight behind it as well. So it was, did it go to appeal today just to get to the nub of it? It, it, it? This was an appeal against it, was it? Um, what happened today was that the chief executive, um, Jackie Maguire, has produced a report uh, for the councillors to decide uh, upon. So uh, the normal process is that it takes six weeks for councillors to vote on the end of the part eight after the report comes out. But because um, that part of Atlanta is going to be admitted from the actual report, and they said that, that, you know, it, they won't actually need to go to vote because it was the report itself. So what that means is that now it can't or it won't even go to a vote. So, And all the councillors, to be fair, and most of the counties, six of them anyway, um, are very much in favour of uh, the, the preservation and conservation. Yes, OK. OK, good to clarify that. So it's off the table for good now, and that really is great news. And should there's other ways of arranging the cycling, because we're for cycling as well and people getting out on their bikes, but that's for another day to come up with an alternative plan. Claire, I have to leave it there. Thank you for joining me. No problem, Jerry. Thanks for that. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. That's Claire Ryan there, archaeologist. Good news for the trees and the stone walls round at Lumley Castle this afternoon. And apologies uh, for uh, the quality on the line there. I just think as time goes on with mobile phones, it gets worse and worse and worse. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drada and Dundalk. The March sales event is now on, offering no deposit and low APR finance across the Dacia range. Offer ends March 30th, so call into Blackstone Motors, Drada or Dundalk today to see how affordable buying a new Dacia is. Just to clarify that nobody should be cutting hedges or hedgerows at the moment. Cutting is prohibited from the 1st of March to the 31st of August. So if anyone is hedge trimming on that, it's illegal because birds are building their nests. Wildlife is waking up after the winter. It's springtime. And you'll do everybody a favour. If you see anybody at that, you should report it. You really should report it because it is against the law. And thanks to a, a listener who brought that to my attention there now. And I just said I'd mention it on the show. Is your mum, your mother, the best in the world? Well, if she is, we want to hear from you coming to Mother's Day. Mother's Day is the 31st of March, the final Sunday of the month. But here on LMFM Radio, in association with Scotch Hall Shopping Centre, we want to pick the best mum in the North East. Is it yours? There's a hamper worth €300 up for grabs from Scotch Hall to be won. All you have to do to enter is... 
send us a video telling us about your mum and you can do that on our social media channels, Facebook, Instagram and WhatsApp. You can also text us in or WhatsApp us on 086-1800-658. That's text or WhatsApp 086-1800-658. Why should your mum be named the best mother in the North East for Mother's Day 2019? Get cracking. Let us know. And we'll be uh, having the finale of this on Late Lunch on the Friday before Mother's Day, March 29th, when the shortlist will join me here in the show and we'll pick the mum of the year for the North East LMFM Radio and Scotch Hall on Late Lunch. So get cracking on that one as soon as you can, please. Now, my next guest I met on Late Lunch a few years back when she joined me with nutritionist Kira Ryan. She's here in her own right today and I'm delighted to welcome her back to the show because she's a new business since we talked to her last. It's called Aroma Buff and her name is Lisa Heaney and she's in the hot seat. Lisa, you're welcome again. Thanks very much, Jerry. Glad to be here. Thank you for joining me. Now, before we get on to this Aroma Buff, I want to talk to you. You are a professional in the area of reflexology and aromatherapy. And we're going to talk for the next while about those two in relation to pregnancy. Now, I'm jumping in at the deep end here (laughs) first time. Tell them about you when you were pregnant. Now, you didn't know you were pregnant, did you? No, I didn't. I didn't. This was on my first pregnancy. And myself and my husband had gone on on a trip to Spain, actually. And we were there for the Fayas Festival. Um, and then I thought, you know, there's something different about my feet. And, um, yeah, I looked at my feet and one of the areas of the womb reflex was, was more swollen on one foot rather than the other. And this was before I'd done a pregnancy test. I was thinking, oh gosh, you know, maybe I am. So I went and spoke in Spanish to get some pregnancy tests and that was quite fun. And yes, lo and behold, I was, I was pregnant. So I guessed from my feet, uh, before I knew from the actual test. That's incredible, isn't it? Yeah, I was delighted. It's a real talent, <laughs> isn't it? And skill. Yeah. So you knew no kit, no anything like no. that, no changing colour, nothing like that needed at all. Nothing. No t- no three minutes waiting. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me, Fee. Yeah. I'm pregnant. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> but yeah, here's the great. other thing about you. Uh-huh. This woman has a real talent. You claim, and you say you have the facts to back this up, that in approximately 8 out of 10 or 80% of yeah. cases, you can tell a mum to be the sex of the baby. Yes, but I choose not to. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, it is in about eight, to ten, 8 cases out of 10 that depending on the baby's movement during the treatment, depending on which area of the foot is swollen, either on the left or the right, whether it's a boy or a girl. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, do I, do they ask you? Do they ever say to you, "Well, what do you think?" Some people want to know what I think. Yeah. Other people definitely don't want yes, to know. They don't want to know from scans or Correct. anything. Exactly. However, it's nice to corroborate with someone who has already known from a scan, and then it, it, it you know, it and that's why that. you can say this. Exactly. You actually know, yeah. not one hundred percent of the time, but by God, eight out of ten, eighty percent. Yeah, it really a, works. It's yeah. a great, <laughs> it's funny. A, a great result, isn't yeah. it? It really yeah. is amazing. Come back to this. Why? Let's start with reflexology. Uh-huh. What are the benefits of reflexology during pregnancy? Oh, so many, Jerry. Um, 
stress is a big factor amongst pregnant women and also they decide to either move house, renovate their house, change job, lots of things going on. Even just the fact of being uh, pregnant can be stressful for for some people and reflexology really helps to relax a woman in her pregnancy and that then impacts on her baby as well. If a mother is feeling stressed, if a woman's feeling stressed in her pregnancy, that's going to impact on the baby as well. So therefore, if she's nice and relaxed, then baby's nice and relaxed as well. There's lots of benefits in terms of helping a woman and sleep better in pregnancy, helping to reduce heartburn, um, easing sinus trouble. And often um, if a woman's suffering from sinus trouble, they might have taken stuff from like over-the-counter medication from beforehand, but then obviously they're not allowed to take it in pregnancy. And reflexology is is a wonderful way to do that. And actually then I can show them on their hands how to work it themselves too. So they can, they don't have, if you know, in the meantime between appointments, they can be working on their own hands at home. To and that's an important thing I want to say because reflexology, my uh, bias is immediately to say feet, but yeah. the hands are involved here as well, aren't they? The hands, you can work the hands. There are um, reflexologists who work the ears and also the face which is amazing because not only is it deeply deeply relaxing but it's also got rejuvenative properties as well so you can look in 10 years younger which is even better. <laughs> yeah. I want you to stay with me for the evening <laughs> sure. here I like that I really like it but but seriously reflexology can help across the board yes. on a range of matters and not just from not just from um, late on in pregnancy as well. Hey, you're reading my questions <laughs> here. That's my next one Is to really? you. Okay. When? Like how early? Yeah. If I've been working with a woman before she got pregnant, then I'm happy to work in, in early pregnancy. But certainly from 20 weeks on and definitely from 30 weeks on, I mean, you could definitely come weekly. Um, so many benefits there are. And it's cumulative because the first time you'll you'll have reflexology and then you'll go home and you'll feel you'll feel lovely. Um but then if you come on a weekly basis, that builds up and that sense of relaxation, that sense of overall well-being just stretches that bit further. Mm. So if you think if you're going into labour much more relaxed, the fact that your, your body's going to work much more harmoniously and you're going to go into labour yourself much more easily instead of unnecessary Okay, induction. so it paves the way nicely for the uh, time when baby is due to arrive as sure well. Does. You're building yeah. up these credits and these benefits yes. also. So where does aromatherapy now link and complement? Yeah, so lovely. Um, essential oils are the wonderful potent fragrant aspects of of plants and whilst they're natural as well Jerry they must be treated with respect and safety is paramount in my world with with aromatherapy especially working with pregnant women I first started using um, aromatherapy on myself in pregnancy so that was uh, 2008 but then I was passing it on to my clients and they were saying oh you know I've got such and such my back's really sore my legs are really swollen I'm suffering from constipation I've got headaches whatever and I was able to make up little blends for them that they could use in the bath or use directly onto their body. So, um, I mean, each essential oil has different therapeutic values. Um, for example, I mean, lavender is a well-known one and um, lavender can help with uh, sleeping issues or can help with headache issues. However, it's important to know that if you use too much lavender, it can also bring on a, a headache or it can also keep you awake. So it's important to know how to use them properly. Um, things like geranium are wonderful for balancing hormones. Um, it's a beautifully feminine essential oil and blends so well with so many others. Frankincense, which I think, you know, social media has picked up on a lot of frankincense. Again, um, so many benefits such as um, helping you to keep calm, um, it really can be associated with uh, meditation as well. Um, anything sort of chest, heart and lungs related, frankincense is superb for as well as the likes of aches and pains. I mean, I could go on for with, with frankincense, <laughs> I love it so much. 
but yes, but the main thing is not to use them neat on your skin. They must be diluted in a carrier oil, something like sweet almond oil. Okay. Mm-hmm. And obviously, if you combine both yep. uh, during the time and the pregnancy journey, you're yep. getting a real benefit. Two hits, really, from Definitely. either side. Definitely, you know? because they also add to the therapeutic benefit of normal oils. So say if a woman's using on her belly bump, for stretch marks in the legs. Um, frankincense is superb. Rose is gorgeous. Neroli, which is the orange blossom. Um, so it's really is divine. Um, but all of that adds to this, the, the specialness of pregnancy, really. And it's like a treat that a pregnant woman can, can use these oils on her body. Mm. I was looking this morning at the foot map. Okay, yeah. <laughs> in the context of reflexology. Uh-huh. It's a fascinating thing, isn't it? Sure is. Sure is. Everything's so the there. Foot, everything and a part of the foot is related to all aspects or many other aspects of the body. Absolutely. Everything on the right side of your body is your right foot and everything on your left side of your body is your left foot. Um, anything that's in the middle, such as your spine, is right down the centre of, of each foot, so it's split. Um, say we have two lungs, so there's one on each foot, two eyes, one on each foot. Um, the heart is slightly more to the left, so the majority of the heart reflex is on the left foot. So many things. And it, it, it balances everything. So that's the idea that you'd, it, um, you want to achieve a sense of balance and harmony in your in your body and stress kicks that out of balance big time so it's coming back to to bringing that and obviously though there's no medical substance or proof to either but this must work because people swear by it don't they and they come back to you they come back to me which is lovely (laughs) probably says there's something working here but that's the thing about it you know what i mean there is they can't empirically prove any of these no no in a, it, you know, a lot of it is anecdotal. Um, however, there's much more research being put into it now simply because, I mean, it started off with um, a doctor's assistant and she was um, she was anaesthetising people simply by pressing reflexes on their on their hands and their feet yes. so that they could get dental work done without anaesthetics. So, I mean, it's, that's, that's the grounding from it, really. Um, but yeah, it's so fabulous. And also my three favourite words from, from uh, someone who's had reflexology when, when the treatment has finished is, was I snoring? <laughs> <laughs> but of course, I don't hear any of that. And I don't, I don't I'd be afraid to go to you. I might snore the bloody place <laughs> out so of lovely, it myself. So lovely, yeah. Anyway, we're going to take a short break. Lisa's staying with us. I'm going to tell you, she's brought a little gift for you, our listeners, this afternoon. She has something for one of you out there today. Her book is called Aroma Bump. I love it. <laughs> Thank uh, you. Uh, the Belly Bible for Aromatherapy in Pregnancy. Where did you get that from? That's a hell of a line. <laughs> and also five wee bottles of Aroma Buff, uh, six bottles of essential oils as well. So we're going to give both the book and the oils to somebody out there. Here's the difficult question. How long does a human pregnancy last? How many months? That's the answer I'm looking for. Now, if you're expecting a baby or you know someone who is in your family and you put a little remark with that answer because it's so simple might just tip the scales in your favour do you know what I mean nudge nudge wink wink 086-1800-658 by whatsapp or text get working now and the oils and the book could be yours I love late lunch listeners they are given the reasons as well Lisa you know the question is how long is a human pregnancy in months it's that time of the year your vacation is coming up you can already hear the beach waves Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Uh, but if you'd love Lisa's book and the six essential oils as well, maybe give us a little spiel. Are you expecting a baby or do you know someone who is? And that might just uh, get you the gift on late lunch this afternoon. Aroma Buff. Tell me about this. What is it? Okay. Um, Aroma Buff is my rebrand. Okay. For since maybe 2013, I was making products under Lisa Heaney. And they were, um, I suppose, specifically for pregnancy at that point. But other women were asking, can I use this? I'm not pregnant. And I'm like, well, absolutely. Yeah. So then they bought it and they, they bought things like body butter and lip balm and the body balm as well. But then it turns out that their their gentleman friends were also um, having a little <laughs> use of their products too. <laughs> so I got to thinking my name, I didn't want, I didn't know whether it was going to be something I wanted to stick with the products. And I, I stumbled over it for a while. So with the help of the very talented Bridget Kerrigan from BAM Media, um, we worked through and we created the brand Aroma Buff. Now that comes back to Buff has many names. Okay, I wanted it to stick with Aroma because that's where I'm coming from. My 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 main aim is that um, the products incorporate the therapeutic value of aromatherapy. Yes. But um, the Buff now that was more much more difficult because you, you know there were many names that were taken that we thought we liked, but Buff in terms of you know nakedness in the Buff, um, Buff to Buff something is to polish something. Yes, skin being polished. I buffed my shoes this you morning. Buff your shoes, well done. <laughs> <laughs> Badly needed a fish. <laughs> And then there's buff expert as well. So if you are a buff, then you're an expert. Yeah. So that's okay. it. I, I like it. it. I like it. It was good thinking behind it. So the ladies, you had the range there. Yes. But you see, I'm curious about the boys uh-huh. because <laughs> when I looked at your beard oil, yep. your bare face balm, I love to actually put a little balm on my face after I shave myself, I have to say. I think it's so soothing as well. Great. You have a hero balm. And hell, here, come here. Lip balm for boys. Absolutely. Yes? Why not? Well, they're robbing the girls. <laughs> they absolutely were, yeah. Especially the mint one. The peppermint one was very popular. Yeah. Um, I mean, lip balm, I think everybody needs, especially if, if guys are out in the cold. In this weather in, in Ireland, everybody needs something. Can I tell you, if you're an angler and we hit cold weather conditions, I know what you're talking about. You yeah. can't be, because they crack. They're yeah. cold bits and it's one of the sorest things. Sure. You can, and it looks like you have lipstick if you're a fella. <laughs> nice. you, know when you're, you, know when, you know when you get the burn from the, from the, from the, uh, oh, the chill. Yeah. Yeah, and your, your lips get really cracked. Oh. There's also the fact that you may have been using a petroleum-based product as well, and that just dries out the skin. Does it? It does. So with with the Aroma Buff products, they're all beeswax based. And local beeswax. Local beeswax, Jerry. Very um, important. Yeah, absolutely. And also, it's um, it's from the Lanlera Honey Group, and they. Um, Own McGillicuddy. Oh, the lovely. The Owen greatest McGillicuddy. beekeeper. 
Oh, wow. Fourth generation beekeeper. Oh, brilliant man. He's, he's amazing. Um, so yes, he's he's been so lovely and helped me out with some beeswax. And I get it in big crude chunks and then I clean it. So it's so lovely. Mm-hmm. Mm, so that's uh, the, the base of it there. But do boys, you know, this beard oil. Yeah. What's that about? Is that What does that do for your beard? It softens the beard, nourishes it, makes it um, better conditioned and also eases any itch that might be under it in the skin. Um, and also it's intensely fragrant, so it's, it's beautiful. So it's a win-win. <laughs> it's a win-win. lovely, you so you will, yeah. But the, the essential oils, they're more than just the pretty smells. So there's the, the wellness aspect that comes into it as well. Um, now, there's a lot being said about mental health and especially men's mental health too. So not every man's going to want to go and buy essential oils and put them in a burner or a diffuser or whatever. But by incorporating them into everyday products, this is a, one way that somebody can actually use them and feel the benefit from them in in just the same way that they would use any other product. Mm-hmm. And that's what appealed to me about it. Um, I just wanted to make something really special for guys and make them make it um, beautifully packaged, make it something special, make it just lovely. And yes. that's what I created. And like the day is long gone when men or boys didn't look after themselves or you know, really smell nice and manicure themselves. But like, that's a fact now. Boys are as big into this and men as girls Definitely. are. Definitely. So, you know, there's a there's a real uh, gap in the market and a spot in the market for this mm-hmm. as well. Now, tell me while you're with me about this group of five ladies yes. that you're involved in, uh, involved with. What mm-hmm. is this about and who are they? It's so exciting because um, we're a group of five women, all um, who are working in the women's health space. So this is a recent collaboration and some people get together for like book clubs, etc. But we got together more like a mastermind and also to, to see how we could um, use all of our talents within this to move it forward. Um, so there is Yvonne Brady from EVB Sport. There is Sarah Plunkett from Body Right. She's a, a women's um, women's health charter physiotherapist. There's also Karen O'Brien, also based in Body Right, and she teaches mindfulness and meditation. And then there's the very lovely Kira Ryan, who you know, absolutely um, she, brilliant. She is nutritionist. Yes, yeah, yeah. and we're actually coming together as well for for to create something wonderful for Mother's Day. And each of us is contributing a prize. So this prize is actually going to be like over 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 600 euros worth of prize. There's everything from like a Pilates um, consultation. Um, Kira is having her nutritional consultation. I'm giving away reflexology and essential oils. Karen's giving away her, her mindfulness course. And this is all something that we're going to move forward with. Mm. And just, you know, everyday sort of tips and um, advice that women can use. And where where is this... Uh, find outable about you know where is it how can people this, find out this about is it? all very new so is it's it under an umbrella one name or? not yet but um, Yvonne is going to post it through her social okay. media so it'll be EVB Sport watch EVB and you'll get all the details there now there's a question from a listener today mm-hmm. hi Jerry. will you ask your lovely guest will aromatherapy be good to relax a child with autism could do depends on what age the child is as well Okay, so um, I don't use essential oils on children under two. Um, However, you could use something like um, the floral waters, which is the first first product that comes off the distillation process. Mm. So they're not quite essential oils, but they would be same um, similar properties rather yes um, yes absolutely if if the child's older than two then yes you could use um, essential oils um, again 
um, less is more with aromatherapy. And um, even if they wanted to contact me afterwards, I'd be happy to, okay, to, to yes. guide them in that direction. And, and we'll, we'll give the number, and at least we'll leave our number off, 1850 whoever you are, and she'd be delighted to talk to you about sure. that. No problem at all. And of course, if it can help, wouldn't it be fantastic? Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks indeed for, for, for answering that. So if they want to find out more about you and what you do and yeah. your lovely products, what's the website again? aromabuff.com So simple. That's mm-hmm. all you have to do and she sells online and all the stuff is there. Anyway, we'll mention again her wonderful book is here with me. If you are expecting a baby or know someone who is, it's called Aroma Bump by Lisa Heaney, the belly bible for aromatherapy in pregnancy. Be better, I suppose, if you were in the early days with this one, but maybe, look, it's your first and there's another one on the way down the road. It covers labour and postpartum as well. Okay, yeah. all that is there. Six bottles of essential oil. The question today is, how many months is a human pregnancy? That's what we want to know. Answers to 086 658 WhatsApp or text. And if you're, somebody is expecting a baby, well, it might help your chances. I'll say that again. For the moment, Lisa Heaney, wish you well. Thank, Thank you, you for much, joining Jerry. me on Late Lunch this afternoon. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drogheda and Dundalk. The March sales event is now on, offering no deposit and low APR finance across the Dacia range. Offer ends March 30th, so call into Blackstone Motors, Drogheda or Dundalk today to see how affordable buying a new Dacia is. Counselor and psychotherapist Barbara Kelly is with us for the next while and I'm delighted to welcome her back to Late Lunch. Barbara, really good to see you again. Hiya, Jerry. Thank you for joining us and we have some scenarios from listeners for you to answer today. Let's start with this one. Jerry, my husband has been Facebooking a female friend of his quite a lot recently and he's quite open about it. I was okay with it until now and to be honest, I'm getting jealous of all the attention she's receiving. I do trust him and though it all seems quite innocent, I worry it may lead to something deep deeper and more serious. But should I say something? Even though I know he'd probably blow a gasket, would you say something, Barbara? You know, it's a tough one because, you know, this listener starts off by saying about, you know, um, uh, the husband is very open about it, that she, you know, she never has felt there's been a major issue. She was okay up until now and she does trust him and everything seems to be, you know, like what, what I would hope in a relationship where, you know, it doesn't really matter whether it's male or female, that it's it's a friendship and it's it, there's nothing being hidden. There's no secrets. But then there's a sudden shift about, you know, this kind of sudden kind of, you know, now I'm kind of feeling a little bit maybe jealous and, and questioning and worried it may lead to something else. So I'm kind of wondering, to be honest, is there something else maybe going on in the relationship that it's not just specifically just this? There may be other things that are, you know, triggering um, or rocking this person's sort of sense of security. Um, so I think, you know, the listener needs to kind of look and see, is, is, is it wider than just this issue? Um, are was she really ever okay with this? <laughs> That's the other <laughs> that thing. That struck me too. You know, you know? And, and look, you know, we, we can all feel a little bit insecure in relationships around different things. But, you know, was she really okay? And then all of a sudden there's a shift. That's what I'm wondering. Um, and what comes up as well for me is this idea, you know, for a healthy relationship, it's so important. One of the core kind of, you know, issues that in relationships around communication. Communication, um, and that leads to enhancing respect and trust and all of that. And it's just, it's really interesting here that, you know, one of the main issues that this listener seems to be really struggling with is a fear or something blocking her from feeling comfortable to bring this concern to her partner because, and she uses that term, you know, blow a gasket. And that just to me goes, what's that really about? You know, afraid to express your own needs, afraid to maybe express concerns, afraid to challenge 
a partner because you're afraid of their reaction. That's concerning. Um, and that would be that's actually more concerning to me is that, you know, why? Because if, if you're afraid to to challenge um, a partner or you're changed, uh, afraid to bring anything to their attention because of their their reaction might be maybe more aggressive or angry or whatever. That in effect then means that you're being controlled by your fear of how this other person's going to react. Now, is she genuinely afraid because, you know, is is this something that's actually quite volatile or is she really uncomfortable with confrontation. So we've lots and lots of issues that really need to be to be looked at. And as I said, I don't really feel is it the issue that this is a female friend he's Facebooking or is it actually that he's giving so much time and so much of his attention to somebody else? And so Again, it's much bigger. Are you better just coming out straight and saying, listen, I'm not happy about this at this stage? Well, yes. I, I, look, again, communication is so important. So there's no point harbouring all of this and then wondering why partners still send him messages. Sure, maybe he doesn't even know if she's saying she was OK and all that. So what I would say is, you know what, this is about communication and this is about approaching this issue, not from an attacking, but from the, the perspective maybe of, you know what, I feel a little bit, you know, insecure about this or I'm 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 worried or I'm if you approach something from the I am feeling you're much less likely to evoke somebody feeling to feel defensive yeah. because you know if you, and look we all do where we might be a bit rattled up and we go we, you you always and you you if you approach something from the you of course, the other person's going to feel attacked and will become defensive. So I would say, look, you know what, maybe approach this from I'm feeling or I've noticed that I'm starting to feel a little bit uneasy and, you know, maybe we can have a chat about it. But I would say, you know, perhaps what could be really useful in this situation is for this listener maybe to consider doing a little bit of individual work on herself, a little bit of, you know, therapy around her own issues. Maybe there's some deep-rooted insecurities, maybe she's very uncomfortable with challenging people, whatever it is. And then I always say to people, be open to do couple work. It's amazing what couple work can do. It can really help couples to build on skills like communication. And it sounds like such a simple thing, but it's actually much more complex than we realise. Communication isn't just about talking. Communication is about expressing yourself in in a respectful way and also really listening to what the other person's saying. Because sometimes when we're communicating, what we're actually doing is we're so busy thinking about what we're going to say, we're not really listening to what the other person's saying. So that can help as well. Okay, plenty of food for thought there. Next one, I've recently, and there's an insecurity in this as well, I've recently separated from my... Uh, recently separated, sorry, and my ex-husband has a new partner. Our two children visit him regularly as per our parting agreement. However, the children are coming home all chat about how great dad's new woman is. And I'm afraid it's only a matter of time until I'm out of the picture completely. Am I being paranoid? How should I deal with this situation? What an honest uh, letter this is. Do you know, this just to me, it just screams vulnerability and really human Mm. feelings. And I think it's really honest when somebody says, I'm just really scared. And to see an ex moving on in their life, it does provoke lots of different kind of emotions. You know, it can there can be a little bit of fear, maybe feeling a little bit threatened, like in this situation, or even a little bit of envy as well, you know. And I think that it's a really honest letter. Um, And it's actually one of the most common issues that I deal with 
when I'm working with separated clients is, you know, my ex has a new partner and it triggers all of these emotions. Mm. <clears throat> and it's really human and it's really normal. And if anyone's listening, it's it's totally natural to feel this way. Um, let's be honest, I'm sure it's not how this listener envisaged their life turning out to be. So it can that can be really tough. So my kind of guidance around something like this is around, you know, look at your perspective. How are you looking at this situation? If you look at this from this woman is coming in onto my territory and you in any way see this in a negative way or you might even be bad mouthing your partner's your ex-partner's new new partner that'll only lead to very toxic negative you know environment for for the children and for everybody involved so instead what i'm saying is maybe shift the perspective and kind of go okay let's look at this from the children's best interest isn't it wonderful to have more people in these children's life that care about them? Isn't it wonderful that they're coming home and they're speaking positively about this new person? Because wouldn't it be such a shame if they were coming back saying this horrible person really mean to me? I'm, I, I'm not going there again. Yeah. I mean, I know as a mother, I would be devastated letting my children go if I thought they weren't happy. The absolute opposite's happening here. They're coming back saying there is somebody positive entering our life that is, you know, bringing us great happiness and joy and it's great. So if you look at it from their perspective, it's another person to care for them in their life, which can only lead to good things. Also, let's be really honest. If daddy is now in a new relationship, daddy might be even in himself feeling really good and really happy. He's also going to be in a better place. And if daddy's in a better place, when he's with his kids, they will be even in a better place. So again, it's all about, it's all positive. And you know what? A new partner never, ever replaces an active, engaged parent, ever. So mommy, daddy, you can still have mommy's boyfriend or our new partner or daddy's new partner. You can have so many other people. They will never be replaced as long as there's an actively engaged mommy and an actively engaged daddy. So don't fear. Don't worry. Do you know what? It's like we all have an abundance of love and children especially have so much love to give. The love they give to their mom comes out of of a unique little kind of account, if you like. The love they give to dad comes from a unique account. When then relationships break down and new partners enter the picture, they don't go back into the to the mammy account and have to now share the love from this account with this new. No, it's a whole other account that that comes from. So it's not as if they'll never be replaced in that respect. And it's not as if, you know, well, now I'll be loved less or absolutely not. It's positive. It's really great news. Counselor and psychotherapist Barbara Kelly is with us on Late Lunch. Here's another one for you, Barbara. I live with a really mean man. From a financial point of view, it says, even though we both work full time, he controls the money and watches everything I spend. Oh, my God. In fact, I have to account for everything to him. To be honest, I'm totally fed up with the scrutiny, but reluctant for peace sake to shout stop. God, that's similar to an earlier one as well. I'm independent and want my independence. What should I do to sort this situation out? Doesn't that point back to control that you oh, mentioned earlier absolutely. on? Absolutely. You know what? The alarm bells really go off any time that I, I hear somebody talking about, you know, in a relationship, one person controlling an area or, you know, that really just brings up major alarm bells for me. Um, because, look, a healthy relationship is about 
balance, you know, a, a balance of power, balance, everything needs to just kind of flow in a relationship. And if it's too on one side, you know, too much on one side, that's that's not healthy. But you know what? Reading the letter, I kind of gets me thinking that maybe this listener has also enabled a lot of this to happen because, you know, this idea of keeping the peace. So that would imply to me that, well, has this person actually been challenged or has, has you know, has the listener been sort of passively sitting back, letting this happen for an easier life? And what can happen then is over time, this dynamic, you know, um, develops and evolves. It doesn't happen usually immediately. It can kind of very slowly, little things, little things. And what tends to happen in relationships where there's an imbalance of control and power is that one person might be very motivated to feel a sense of control and power. So they kind of take on, you know, responsibility and, and for one thing, another thing, another thing, and it develops and it grows. And then the other person, unfortunately, what can sometimes happen is they might be driven to keep the peace, easier life, sit back. Happier to let the other... And at the start, it mightn't seem like a big deal. You know, you're better at dealing with the money. Mm. I let you do it. But what can happen is it can start to then grow and build and spiral. And it is always a concern anytime I hear that somebody is, feels disempowered and feels, you know, even things like having to be accountable for where money goes when both people are equal partners, equally working. And just, when I say equally working, I mean, it doesn't matter what you're bringing in. This idea of, you know... Um, one person holding everything in one pot and the other person having to be accounted. That's not balanced and it's very concerning. So, you know, as as a an end result from something like this is that, you know, one person can can feel as if they control every aspect of the relationship. Yes, and here we have to say, here's somebody, a wage earner, mm. an equal status as the other person earning a wage as well. Yeah. Why shouldn't they be able to? And it's a respect, mm. you know, and, and but look, as I said, this can really evolve over time and it can start off by making sense to some degree, but then it becomes about more than just you're good with the money. So I would always say, look, in a situation like this, and I'm kind of gathering that, you know, perhaps this couple is together for a long time. This has evolved over a long period. So it's probably quite long established, this dynamic. And it's probably now filtered into lots of different areas of their life. So what I would say is, you know what, this couple probably needs a lot of support and guidance to break these habits. So, you know, they could get some help individually to look at, you know, if one person is is very driven to control, they could look at what's going on there. And if another person is very passive, doesn't like maybe to challenge, maybe, you know, is holding maybe resentment now, they need to look at what's going on and what was motivating them. And, you know, um, and then also to do some work together as a couple would be great to, again, it comes back to communication, you know. Um, And I have to say, I know lots of relationships where one person is kind of, you know, the person who's good with money. And those relationships can really be healthy and can work because what it's about is two people feeling very respected, listening to each other, but one person maybe being good at looking for discount rates on whatever and they just take that role on. But it, it has to work for both people. Both people have to feel balanced, respected. And part of it. Bring Absolutely. somebody into the equation. Don't leave them out there. Absolutely. In- it's when it becomes all one-sided and one person is fully And, and, and then there is a worry that if anything happens one or yeah. the other, 
Yeah. You know, if you don't know, you yeah. are in a bit of a mess. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and you know what? How disempowering is that? That if one person goes, I actually don't know how to pay a bill. I don't I don't know where the, the, the money is. I don't know. You know, you've got to stop and just go, what is that all about? It's a little bit, you know, and again, you can't just sort of point the blame and say, well, that person's very controlling. What about the other person? Maybe they're very passive and they've enabled this to develop. So both people need to take responsibility. We have to leave it there for today. I have another one about empty nesters. I'll hold it over till the next time if you don't mind that you're here as well. Barbara Kelly is a professional counsellor and psychotherapist and if you want to talk to her, the number is? Do you know what? I still don't know my number <laughs> off, but reception no, has it. It's great. They know this number <laughs> off by heart out there. I know, I don't know. 1850 Don't worry, Barbara. Join the club of not forgetting or not remembering key numbers oh, and everything. We have so many of them. Thank you. See you again Thank soon. Thank you, Jerry. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drogheda and Dundalk. The March sales event is now on, offering no deposit and low APR finance across the Dacia range. Offer ends March 30th, so call into Blackstone Motors, Drogheda or Dundalk today to see how affordable buying a new Dacia is. Yes, earlier on in the show, Lisa Heaney with us talking about aromatherapy, reflexology and pregnancy. And she left us a copy of her book, Aroma Bump and Six Essential Oils. And they're going today to Monica McDonald. Well done to you. Nine months, of course, is a pregnancy. And there's a very special reason. I know, Monica, why you would love those book and oils. They're yours. And thanks to everybody who sent us in the uh, correct answers. More comments from listeners, Louise. Yeah, a few more. Uh, I think the country will be sorted if the electricity ever goes. Uh, Nula WhatsApp to say I have the candle and I have the tree cert in a frame in the kitchen. I actually went to Monaghan to visit a few a few times to see the tree, but no tablets though. No tablets. And Brenda emailed in to say I never received either the candle or the scroll for the millennium, but I still have the iodine tablets stuck in a box on top of the wardrobe. <laughs> I love it. It seems to be hit and miss, wasn't it, with the trees and the candles, not with the tablets. It I seems. remember the tablets, but I don't remember either of the others. Do you not? No. I vaguely remember the panic about the iodine tablets, but I've never seen them. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people... Well, <laughs> we saw them when they came in the post, but they probably haven't seen the light of day since. I'd say most of them are gone in the bin, to be honest what with they, you. What was... Do you remember what the iodine was meant to do? It's a, a counteract... Uh, to counteract a radioactive um, contamination. Oh, that's be, what the iodine was mm, supposed to do. Must be what cockroaches you'd are want made to dig, <laughs> You'd want to dig a hole 20 foot down the ground and line it with metal and put a big strong lid in it to protect you at all from uh, that type of thing. But there you have it. Thanks indeed for all your comments to the show. Now, Millennium Trees, Trees, National Tree Week coming up and we have a tree offer for you now because Dominica McKevitt joins me on the line. She's from Lordship and she's the head gardener in Ardgillen Domain just outside Balbriggan. Dominica, Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thanks for taking my call. You're giving away trees. Yes, we're giving away. Um, they're small, they're whip trees, so they're about two foot tall. And uh, they're sorbus, uh which are mountain ash, and uh, white thorn trees. Uh, that's the two trees, because they're both kind of small, suited, well, hopefully to a small garden. Now, the sorbus, the mountain ash, can get to over 12 foot in 30 or 50 years and the white thorn can get to about 8 metres sorry tw- over 12 metres and the white thorn can get to 8 metres in 30 or 50 years but they're the smallest kind of trees that there is really 
and they're native Irish and they're good for pollinating insects as well. So that's the reason you want to get people to plant trees. You must plant them in your garden. Is that the condition, yes, your own garden? Yeah, 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 yes, yes. And it's to promote uh, the planting of trees and in turn the fostering of what you mentioned there, it's habitat for insects, bees, birds, you name it, etc. Now, yes. I want to ask you this. One tree per family, is that it? Two trees per family. Oh, two. You'll get both of them. So you can have a hawthorn and a mountain ash. I actually have both yes. in my garden as well, I must mention, and they are beautiful, beautiful trees, both distinct and both different. Do you have to live in the Fingal area? Um, well, no, I don't think so. We, we were, well, we are, we, we are in the Fingal yeah. area, but we're not being very Pacific that there has to be. Okay. We're trying to, um, you know, encourage the growing of trees for the pollinators. And for uh, the ozone layer, like it also uh, counteracts the CO2 levels for the ozone layer. So it's for both. So we're really just trying to up the number of trees planted in the country as a whole. Like the, yeah. the, and are know, these the, uh, bare root trees? Yes, yes. Oh, absolutely, yes. Absolutely, bare root trees. And as I said, they're only about two foot tall. Lovely. Um, and you need to get them in now because spring has sprung and growth will be yeah. starting shortly. So you need yeah. to... Take yeah, them and yeah. plant them immediately. So, yeah. I want two trees. How do I get them, Dominica? You, um, yeah, you can finger, you can email in, or you can ring, you can ring, text, no, don't ring, text 087-752-0506. Okay, with your name and details, is it? Yeah, 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 what tree, what tree you're, you're looking for. Okay. And then we're giving them out at 12 o'clock on Saturday. Yep. Um, so you have to come to Ardgillen Park and you have to collect it. Okay, so it's the top car park at Ardgillen Domain, just outside Balbriggan, on Saturday. I think you're starting to gather there from about half past 11, round yeah. then to midday to be there, and you collect your trees, Perfect. and they're free, and you take them with you. I think yes. this is fantastic. Well, we have to, like, well, we're trying to book, but we're going to have to order now for Saturday, so, you know, we're, we're, whoever hasn't booked... You know what I mean? We're sort of just trying to estimate numbers yeah. for Saturday at this stage. You know what I mean? So you're better booking on the mobile number. You can have one. If you just want one, you can have one, but ideally take two. Is that the idea? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you, yeah, whatever you have space for, like, there's no point in waiting. Okay. So some people might Absolutely. Space for one, so Good thinking. Good thinking, Batman or Batwoman. I love that for sure. I'm going to give out the number again in a minute. So you have to go to Ardgillen on Saturday, pick up your trees. You'd be better to order on this mobile number now, and then you will be guaranteed. There will be a few probably extra there, but first come, first served, I take it, Dominica. Yeah, well, it's going to have to be a bit like, yeah, it's going to have to be like that at this stage, yeah. yeah okay, yeah. well done to everyone yeah. in Ardgillen. Thank you for joining me on the show. Thank you. Take Thank care you. yourself. Bye bye. Bye bye. That's Dominique uh, McKevitt from Lordship, head gardener at Art Gillen. Do you want that number again? Would you like to have two free trees? One a mountain ash. They're lovely, the mountain ash. And the hawthorn as well. Gorgeous native Irish trees. Here's the number. Pens at the ready. Are you ready to go? You're going to put this into your reminders in your phone? Whatever you want to do. Are you good in the memorising? Here it is. 087. Seven five two zero five zero six. That's O eight seven seven five two zero five zero six. You text that number uh, to reserve your trees and pick them up on Saturday at Ard Gillen. Up next, a young man from Mead with a great idea. 
The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drogheda and Dundalk. The March sales event is now on, offering low APR finance and deposit contribution across the 191 Renault range. Offer ends March 30th, so call into Blackstone Motors, Drogheda or Dundalk today to see how affordable buying a new Renault is. Giveback.ie, a social enterprise working to eradicate homelessness in Ireland, is calling on the public to help them double their recent funding win of €50,000, which they secured under the Google.org Impact Challenge. Its co-founder is James Gallagher. He's from County Meath and he joins me on the line. Afternoon, James. Hi, Jerry. How are you? I'm good. Thank you very much for joining me on the show. What is Giveback.ie? Tell listeners, please. Well, I suppose it's a DCU student startup. So our overall mission is to eradicate homelessness in Ireland, but obviously that's, that's a big aim. But we're making small steps um, to go towards that uh, purpose. So in a nutshell, what we have is a Chrome extension, a Google Chrome extension, and we have mobile apps too. So the idea is basically if you're shopping online on, say, any retailer you want, say Amazon, ASOS, Hotels.com, no matter what you're buying, um, we par- we've actually partnered with over... Uh, 1,200 of the world's largest online retailers. So when you download our Chrome extension, you just click the heart um, on our website and it'll add to your to your browser. Once you click through that and shop online anywhere there, any at any of those retailers, between one and ten percent of your purchase goes straight to, to give back to E. And then we work closely with Inner City Help and Homeless, and we distribute to them, and then we use that to fund our transitional housing model. So what you're asking people to do is, rather than when you go into Google Chrome and you're online buying, is to download this extension from your website, giveback.ie, and use that when you're purchasing. Go in through that uh, access point to buy whatever you're buying. And in doing that, you're contributing to helping people who are homeless and dealing with that issue. Where did this concept come from with you guys? You're a DCU student and you're a f- co-founder, I said there, uh, with your partner, Victoria Ryan Nesbitt. What prompted this? Hello, James? Hello? Oh, my God. We've lost James. The gremlins are in the systems. He was there one moment and he's gone the next. We're going to try and get him back for you as soon as we can on late lunch this afternoon. I will remind you again while we're trying to get James back on the line there. Don't forget Mother's Day, 31st of March. We've teamed up with Scotch Hall Shopping Centre in Drogheda and we want you to nominate your mum. Is your mum or could she be nominated or picked as the best mum in the North East? We want to hear from you. Nominate your mother. How do you do it? You can do it across our social media with a video. You can let us know by WhatsApp or text 086-1800-658. That is the numbers. Get onto it straight away. There's a 300 euro shopping voucher in Scotch Hall up for grabs and I can tell you that James Gallagher from James Gallagher from giveback.ie is back on the line. James, sorry, I don't know what the hell happened there but she annoys herself yeah. these phones. She couldn't rely on them at all. Anyway, uh, tell me again, where did the idea come from? Well, I suppose I've always had an interest myself in technology and computers, and I'm studying computer applications now in DCU. So I do have a background, I do have the technical kind of background there. And I suppose, you know, as a teenager, I, I've been involved in online marketing. So I kind of run ad campaigns online for these retailers. Mm. So I was able to kind of leverage these relationships that I already had existing with the retailers and try and use that for good because I mean every day on my commute to college I'll be passing homeless people on the street and you know I just really just want a way to kind of give back you know it, it's easy to like stop and say hello but 
I always wondered, you know, is there something more we can do? Yeah. And, Oh, brilliant. I I admire you for it. I really do. Does it cost me any more as a consumer to go through your platform? No, that's the best thing about it. It's completely free to the user. So, like, if you buy a jacket for €50, it's not going to cost you a cent extra. What happens is the retailer has actually agreed with us to donate a percentage of their profit um, to to pass it on to give back, rather. And then that goes to Inner City Helping Homeless. So um, it's part of their corporate social responsibility programs. So we're really encouraging retailers to get on board and you know be more ethical and support um, sustainable enterprises. Okay, and all the time, obviously, you guys are working away to bring more retailers on board with you because the more you have, the more money you're going to generate as well for this brilliant uh, cause you're supporting. Now, you won 50,000 uh, under the Google.org Impact Challenge, but you can double that. Tell us how you can. Exactly. So um, uh, Google are giving away 50,000 uh, 50, euro um, to 15 social enterprises. And if you want to help us double that, there's a public vote this week. And all you have to do is go to giveback.e forward slash vote and you can vote for us there. And that'll give us the opportunity to double our money then to 100,000 euro, which would be fantastic. It would allow us to scale up our transitional housing program and uh, scale up. We're all, we also run uh, classes for people affected by homelessness and to upskill them in digital marketing and IT skills. So it allows us to really roll out that and kind of scale it, out, scale it up and kind of roll it out across the country. Mm. Oh, look, let's vote for this guy. Come on, giveback.ie forward slash vote and vote for this uh, uh, this lad from County Mead and the people involved with him. It, it's simply wonderful. Do you have any say when you give the money into the charity, do they just get it and they make the call on where that money goes? Is that it or have you any function uh, there? We are working really closely with them. So Inner City Health and Homes, just to give you a Health and Homeless, just to give you a bit of background, they're one of the only completely volunteer-run charities in Dublin, and they have over 100 volunteers, and they only have one member paid staff. So I think it's that's kind of one of the reasons why I wanted to support them, is they don't receive any government funding or anything like that. So we, we do work really closely with them, and we're working on this transitional housing model to, you know, uh, provide people with, first of all, provide their, provide their basic needs and actually get them into to a transitional housing unit and then we're also working to provide the wraparound support and services because I mean in some cases you know there's people with addiction issues mental health issues all sorts of things that you need to take into account before yeah. you can kind of help them reintegrate back into society but at the, at the end of the day it comes back to empowerment we want to help people to help themselves and get them back on track help them find jobs to, all that kind of thing. Yeah. So it's, yeah. Yeah, no, terrific. I, I really do like it. And I wanted to give it an outing here uh, today on Late Lunch. James, well done to you and Victoria you. and Thank everybody you. concerned. I'll say it again. Giveback.ie forward slash vote. Let's get behind them and double that 50 to 100,000. Good luck to you, James. Thank you. Right. Thank you, Jerry. Bye. Not at all. Thank you for joining me on the show. That's a lot on Late Lunch for this Wednesday afternoon, midweek. We leave you in the company of Mr. Elton John. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.